0: Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is minimap.com. Thought use Weekly Games Podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joining me is Jeremy Bradetic. Hello. Um, as we... the
1: as the music was 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 panning up and down, um the 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 cat went meow,
0: which was very yeah, funny. Griffin, and Griffin at, started screaming right outside my door. And that <laughs> did come through, which is very funny. <laughs> uh, I just sat here, I just I just sat here shaking my head. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I I can't see you when I when I bring the thing down. Um because I just I just watch you through the through the stream. Yeah. Um and so I like I did I, I assumed you were reacting to it, but I but I didn't know.
0: <laughs> I could see you. I could see you laughing. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh bloody hell. It was like she stopped now to it. She did it twice and then she's done. Anyway. Uh it's uh Jeremy, we survived PAX. Yeah. Yeah. It it was a great time. PAX yeah. was twenty twenty three. Um, I said this to you at the end of yesterday. Thank you for dragging me down there. Uh, despite, despite my reticence, my, my reluctance. Yeah.
1: It, <laughs> it's like, it's like the best weekend,
0: the best weekend. I don't know. You're about to have two pretty stellar, three pretty, st- uh, it's, I don't it's know. Different. You're going to see Jamiroquai it's, in a couple of weekends. Oh, like that'll be
1: great. <laughs> don't get me wrong. That'll be great. But like, it's like the, the, like the, you know it's a three day weekend of yep. some of like the coolest people some like incredible games um some some wonderful friends um mm-hmm. new friends yep new friends old friends um and uh, uh just, just, yeah just uh just a, just a just a touch of alcohol occasionally um <laughs> And not enough coffee. Just overall. <laughs> just in general. I didn't drink nearly as much coffee as I should have, and I would have felt better if I did. But that's okay. Well yeah,
0: Saturday. So yeah, the way, way packs went for us on, on Monday, we went no what, should I, Friday, should, first day. Should should I do my entire games a week? Oh God,
1: I don't know. Should you? So so last Sunday, yeah, I went to um the No, 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 sorry. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yes. Last Sunday I went to um, the opening night of Melbourne In- International Games Week, which was just like a just a get together, like a, a, a fun gathering um, at Fortress, which was fine. Um, and, I, and then I left uh, relatively early because I moved house that next day. And then <laughs> that day, I then got invited <laughs> to go to a. Jeremy, <laughs> you know
0: I mean? that bit, that seems like four hundred years. I ago. know,
1: I know, right? Then I moved house, and then I was going to go to a thing that night, and then I decided against it. And then the next day, we recorded the podcast. And yep. then on Wednesday was the only day of work that I went to last week. Yeah. And then Thursday was Parallels, which was uh, as incredible as it always is. Some of the best talks, um, some hilarious talks from people like um, Ali McLean Hennessy and um, uh, Jacob Janurka um, and the, the, the folks over at Fuzzy Ghost. Um, really, really awesome stuff. Uh, and then Friday was the first day of PAX. Um,
0: and Saturday and Sunday was packs, and, then... and in terms of our energy levels, I think we hit Friday pretty pretty good. I think yeah. we, did, we did a good Friday. You know, we used our meteor hour to get to all the the AAA games that were going to be really busy through the weekend. Yep. And then we we recorded some videos. We we did our first stab at live produced video content on the show floor. A lot of immediate uh, learnings. A lot of learnings, yeah. And like, like, you, a, can, you can see those learnings. learnings happen in real time yeah. on the Minimap YouTube channel where yeah. our Mario Wonder preview is live right now. I actually need to press go live on our like, <laughs> a, dry, uh, like, like a dragon, like a dragon, <laughs> like a guide, drag, drag, guide, and yeah. Um, yeah, that's good enough. Send that. Like, I forgot, uh, like,
1: I forgot I wrote a preview at PAX and published it. Like, I forgot all yeah, about that. You did that. that on
0: Friday, yeah. So right now on our YouTube channel, we've got two video previews up. We've got a third going up for Prince of Persia. Our two are already up for Like a Dragon: Gaiden and uh, Super Mario Brothers: Wonder. And uh, the first video, it's just out of focus. That's, yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> audio, fine. audio. It's a bit. It's a bit hot,
1: honestly. Yeah. The, the <laughs> second, second video. Audio is a bit hotter, but doesn't matter. Or well, the the second day recap, but it's fine. There's a lot of a lot of things that next year it can be even
0: fucking better. And the videos are still okay. Like, yeah, totally. We wouldn't publish them if they were garbage. Yeah. And we also we we cut them down into TikTok, so those have been up on the TikTok. Yeah. They've been doing great. Uh, but we hit Tuesday, Jeremy. No, fucking hell. I really I really feel like Pax was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, don't I? <laughs> I do not know why. Uh, we hit Saturday, day two. Yeah. And uh, like you dragon. and I went out for drinks like a dragon <laughs>
1: no no like a truck <laughs> like a truck yeah we hit it like a truck
0: we hit it like a truck uh we sure did cuz we went out for drinks on friday night got home a bit late started the day well it was meant to be a bit early we both got there late yeah um i had lost my voice because i was talking in a in a pub all night yeah and and, and had like 5 hours sleep you didn't have coffee till like 1:45 yeah it was that day was rough, and it got to like two twenty for me, and I was on the floor, and it was so busy, and I couldn't get close to any booths, and I just, I ran away, and I just sat in the media room and sat on Premiere on your laptop for like three Some, hours. Sometimes
1: that's just what you got to do, and and that's okay. That's that's and it fine. was okay.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I had that option too. I wouldn't have had that option um, without a media badge. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank God for that. And then Friday, you and I both got just so much more sleep. And we we hit we oh, Friday. Saturday. Sunday, the third day, day Sa- three. Saturday we, we
1: got a lot of sleep. Sunday we came at it like like ready to go, raring.
0: Refreshed. Yes. Yes. So it overall was, was it was it was a lovely time, a great time. Yep. Um I'm glad we went. We've got a bunch of people who we met uh in the chat hanging out with us, people we met for the first time, people who I met for the first time. Uh other people as well. It's, it's great. We met so many people, uh, new friends and old. I, I can't wait to go oh. over the whole show. And that's what today's episode is about. I also genuinely just can't wait to do it all again next year.
1: Like, I am, I am so excited to do that all again with the, the same and different people um, mm. and, and new games. Um, mm-hmm.
0: It's just, it's the best. It's, it's the best. It's the best. I'm very also excited to see um, everyone's stuff, like a uh, bunch of people doing cool stuff this weekend, and it'll be going live over the course of the week. That'll be that's the same with us. Got another preview to go up, uh, two previews actually, one video, one written for, for on my side. Um, and everyone else is making awesome content on the show floor. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's get into it. We'll, we'll get through the rigmarole here, and then we'll dive right into what the week was the weekend. <laughs> was like because it wasn't it didn't start on monday <laughs> oh for some people it started on monday if you went to gcap
1: for you it started on Yeah, monday. but accident no 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 but like <laughs> but like games a week is a it's a big week
0: oh yeah no it is you see yeah. the thing is though i'm talking about friday as if it was monday which is just false yeah i know so <laughs> i know i don't know what that's about um so anyway Let's get started, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us. This is the Minimap cast. This is minimap.com.au's Weekly Games Podcast. Uh, you can find this podcast on any podcast platform of your choice, also on YouTube and our website every Wednesday with 24 hours of early access given to all of our wonderful patrons. More on that in just a second. Uh, if you like what you're what you're hearing, make sure to tell your friends, give the show a positive rating uh, wherever you're listening to us. Uh, it makes a huge difference. And it only takes a few seconds of your time. So, yeah, if you've got the time and the inclination, that would be great. If you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, uh, you can follow us on social media. Uh, We are at MinimapAU. That's the name of the accounts. It is always at MinimapAU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Blue Sky, and also Twitch, where we are live every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time right now uh, for the live recording of the Minimap cast. We're live right now, sitting here with the chat, hanging out in the pre-post... The, pre- sh- the pre-show, the post-show, the- in the break. It's a great time. So if you're free on a Monday night, come and hang out with us. We wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of, of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Yeah, we don't even have time to talk about Bandcamp this week. Um, <laughs> and uh, finally, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets. So, if you'd like to help us keep the mics on and the cameras in focus, uh, you can support us by becoming one of our patrons. For only $5 a month, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Cast, some extra bonus features that we've got going over there as well, like uh, some press conference watch-alongs from years gone past, uh, and more. We're going to be doing more of that in about a month's time when Jeremy's back from all of his busyness, uh, so look out for that there. Uh, Where is there? Good, thanks for asking. That's over on patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, and remember to support us over there. It's cheaper than a latte with oat milk.
1: I thought you meant like back from his month and you were like, but they're implying the location where I'm going and you were like, back from there. Well, yeah. Cause I like, I I, I thought that's what you meant. And then you were like, where is yeah, there? Here's, here's Jeremy's hotel number. Oh no. Like <laughs> I was expecting you to just say like Sydney and Adelaide, but like you then said Patreon. And I was like, wait, oh, oh, right. Okay. I know. I've now caught up with what you were talking about.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
1: The moment you go off track, like, my ears perk up as if I've heard, like, a sound that I'm not expecting. And I'm like, wait, hang on a minute. Like, wait, what, what are you saying? <laughs> That's good intel. I've to <laughs> keep that in mind.
0: <laughs> uh, so, we've got a bit of a, a loose format here for what we're going to run through. Um, overall, it was a great time. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard much of, of anyone getting sick, really. Um, like some people are sick, but I don't know who's got COVID. So, like, I think that- no, no, totally. Someone had food poisoning. We were talking about them in chat before, buddy. Um, so I hope you, I hope you're feeling better now that you're home, buddy. But uh, yeah, that that's I, i It seems like it was everyone was pretty sensible. There weren't many masks, but um, there were some, and uh, I would say it was still quite busy, but comfortable.
1: Yeah, like you're not like, like there are some areas which are, um, well, actually, like he, he, here's something that was interesting to talk about, um, is that, like, from my understanding, this was the most amount of people that have been to PAX Australia ever, um, over the weekend. Whoa. Um, that, that my, my understanding of this is wow. that, that they have sold the most amount of tickets I've ever sold. Um,
0: that, kind of blows my mind. It did not feel as busy as that.
1: So what I think they've done is they, I think they've adjusted part of the location of some of the booths.
0: Yep. Um, and which, which I we... think there's also less booths too.
1: Well, so I, I think that might be the case. What might've happened is that a lot of the really intense areas where they know that people are going to be doing things like uh, giveaways and they grab everybody together. Those used to be in the exact center laneway between the front queue hall and the mm. tabletop area but those mm-hmm. were um, shoved further down closer against right. the wall and so you weren't getting sardines of people thrown into the exact sardine
0: people yeah yeah
1: you weren't getting that like shoved directly into the center like usually were and so I think people actually had more room to move around um, mm. for the first time in a very long time the the indie area had changed shape a bit. Um,
0: yeah I felt it was larger a bit more sprawling this time
1: yeah 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 um, and they also put the merch booth near the queue hall which I didn't like at all but like I hope they move that back to where it where, uh, was the last time which was sort of closer to where the tabletop area is because um, that's a much better area for indies I think um, being right next to the front door
0: um, oh you know what that makes sense of how like the indies took up a lot of that front space but then they sort of inched out up around that booth. Like they, yeah. they went a bit further in and around it yeah, than yeah. I was used to. They were probably booked to be in that. Or maybe they wanted, cause those ones that went further around are the ones that had the much larger marquees with the like, the like four wide ones. Maybe they wanted more of that space. Well, the, those
1: were the ones that won the Indie showcase, um, ah, and, right. and were a part of PAX rising. And as a part of that, you get like a bigger area, um, mm-hmm. is, is my understanding. Um, and so, but yeah, like I think that, like, that, that, mo- that merch booth area needs to not be there and needs to be out of the way of the front door for indies, I, I feel at least. Um, also, it was yep. really dark there as well. And so it just made that, like, merch- so dark. Yeah. Like that, 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 mer- that merch booth was not, was not, like, not vibing.
0: Um, no, but it's I- also nothing to pick up on the floor. It was just a big long queue inside a, inside a box. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, But yeah, like, like my understanding is that there was the, the, the largest PAX Australia they've ever had, which is like very exciting. Um, Mm. Because uh, I I was talking to some people um, as, as the the weekend closed out and we were sort of going like, you know, like we were taking, taking the temperature of, of the week and about how like last year felt very much like, okay, like we've, we've, we've been away for, for two years. Um, Like, Let's sort of just bring everything back and see what works was, Mm. was, was kind of the play last year. Um, And it did work. um, But everyone was like, more than anything, everybody was happy that things were back, which was good. But then this year felt very much like, okay, like let's make this week better. Let's see what works last year and change it, make it better, have different things, have more things.
0: Well, Jeremy you you were there last year and I wasn't how did you feel about it this year compared to last it,
1: it, it felt it did feel better this year um there was there was a, a little bit more known quantities I think in 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 some of the like a lot of the um big like big indie games that were there um, last year were also there this year um mm. granted with a lot a lot
0: of people said that yeah. like oh yeah we were here last year I was like oh okay yeah
1: like like with a larger presence definitely Yeah. Um, like those those like larger indie games in terms of larger being like more well known, more popular, more like um
0: Maybe higher budget or more
1: like like not even higher budget, but just people are like are very excited for these ones. Um like ones like Dungeon Experience and Dark Web Streamer, for example. Yep. Um they had bigger booths this year. Um uh whereas yeah, last year it was um like sorry Dungeon Experience was not there last year, but like, but like, th- th- they were just sort of sort of being more found last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a bit more, like, I know some of that area. Um, but the bigger booths would then allow those games which are more well known and for people who didn't come last year to actually get into there and play them more. Um, and I'd be around there, talk to the developers. Whereas, you know, like New Blood, for example, they always have like their big double booth, like they did this year um broken roads has like another one but what was different this year was that the um new zealand area um was much bigger than what it
0: was last year um that was such a cool zone and i i don't know how they would do it any differently but basically they they weren't in the indie section but they booked a whole booth area for themselves and sort of brought together as many developers as they could or who Made the cut. I don't know how it worked for them, but they brought twenty games, or was it, uh, it sixteen? I think it was twenty. I think it was twenty. I was four by five. I'm pretty sure. Right, twenty games, all from New Zealand, all made in New Zealand, um, in this in this one booth area, and it was there was some cool shit in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, like really cool. Like it was it was run by um, uh, Code NZ, I believe is the is the the uh, I'm not sure what it's called the the group the the, the company that that's running it, um, the organizers, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, um, the they they were around last year, um, but like I think that realistically they need more space next year, like they Absolutely. like double, like
0: they, I would say, yeah, maybe like th- well, I don't think they'll get that, but yeah. like they would have done well with
1: it. They had a ton of really incredible games, um, and I, like and this isn't even like you know like I'm not I'm not saying that like this was their fault, like they probably just they could do what they could do um yeah. but like but like the the games and like the quality of the games that were there the amount of games that were there um deserves more space um because there was like a, a there was uh f- four games basically per line um yeah. and like there's about like eight or nine or like like i think like eight tables or so you need to like get in the middle of it to actually play them and it's it was just it was so cramped it was a shame because there was it some was really cool dense. games in there
0: i we wait- had a bag on like you would you would it was like impossible <laughs> yeah
1: like really difficult right so like like hopefully next year they they come around with with some more with some more games um because there was some really awesome stuff there some of that stuff we'll get through um some of that stuff we will we will get to a little bit later in the show so Gary. <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing the thing you're doing i know it's <laughs> so much longer um how did you feel about being back at packs well it's been oh, how did you feel about being back at packs with
0: some backpacks? packs backpacks with back at packs it was uh i alluded to this at the start of the show i was i was i was reluctant to sign up to come this year uh i've been generally fairly covid wary as a rule over the last few years um and a convention is like it's probably the most intense single thing you could do in terms of being around thousands of other people who have just traveled with thousands of other people from many different places on in many different forums inside trains planes like like it's such a if anything's going to spread it's going to be there which is why you know people in uh people always talk about like the packs pox you know they, they always come back with colds um so that was my sort of background leading into this but going i'm glad i didn't go last year because you know it did sound like it was a bit smaller a bit uh a bit kind of stranger a bit more getting back on its feet after being on hiatus for so long um Coming back to this and this feeling so normal was great. You know, th- there wasn't there wasn't an Xbox presence and or a Sony presence or a Square Enix presence or you know there were a lot of the big players missing, but there were enough there for it to feel like the show was still alive and still had plenty of options, yeah. um, and it and it left more room for other cool things. Like there were plenty of PC pre builders that had heaps of space like Aftershock and BPC Tech and um and that meant there were so many cool computers on show and, and awesome monitors and LG had a whole area and MSI had a whole area. Uh like I, I think it was a really good balance of what they had on the show floor this year. Because and then you you know you look over the Nintendo booth and it was always busy, always had a line for Mario. There were always people playing Prince of Persia and the Pokemon DLC somehow. Um, yeah. <laughs> like it was it it felt good uh yeah i i i don't know how to say that and and like i said before when you said it, it was maybe the most that they've sold that surprises me because it just didn't feel as dense i remember feeling like i i really had to like squeeze past people at at like packs 2018 2019 like it would get close at times especially on the saturday and it just wasn't that this time, which was great.
1: Well, they also have, you know, like they've got more stuff happening in the other building. They've got like the tabletop area this year was fucking popping off. It was, oh, a, there was a tremendous amount of things happening down there.
0: There um, was. I, when I went there on f- f- Sunday, day three, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I went there on Sunday, I, I, I didn't know what I was expecting because I've been there in the past and I think usually it's been more full of other um uh the the like the the merchandise people who the people who are selling in in tabletop booths and that kind of goes for ages the yeah. previous years and, and that's all kind of stuff that isn't doesn't really interest me that seemed a bit yeah. smaller this year which left a lot more room for the free play tabletop area the uh the tabletop campaign setup areas where people could just go i remember just walking past and there are there are kids there's people in cosplay there's just families and and friends, and they're all just doing their own campaigns. Like, it's lovely. And, like, even though it's loud, they're all they're all smiling, and they're like, oh, what do you think about this situation? I'm like, this is great. Same with the free play tabletop area, people playing cards, and yeah. people in the console free play area. And then the, the PC fl- free play area, which had more than 100 PCs, like, set up and provided by Intel... And you were guaranteed a 45 minute slot on those PCs when you lined up at like 45 minutes minimum. They could, you might get longer there, which is great for people who don't get that opportunity uh, Mm. at any other time. Also, like Tekken 8 was there for some reason, (laughs) which was not advertised. And like the only reason I knew that was because there was a little cardboard sign on top of the, on top of the, uh, marketing standee Yeah, it's like someone had just drawn a cardboard sign and said it was like Tekken 8 with an arrow this way just in like pen yep. it was like what the fuck is this sure enough there was Tekken not over there, not near Sega and Nintendo or the Indies in the gaming area, it was it was on the other fucking side of the planet yep. in the other room um, but yeah that whole second half was wonderful and a lot of people were saying that it's a great vibe over there because that half of the um show floor stays open after 6 p.m whereas the the booths with all of the game demos um and the the tech and the the stages doesn't stay open um and people st- it, you could stay there till like 10 p.m and people stay playing games and catching up with people like it i could see myself spending a lot more time there if i wasn't so heavily invested in the video gaming side of the event yeah right um and i love that that's there for those people. Pax is incredible for how many different slices of nerd culture they take a like they take under their wing and service so faithfully, you know? It's you you don't see like Comic-Con is different in that way and um you know, something like Summer Games Fest is different in that way. This can be so big and catered to so many of those audiences so well and so almost dedicatedly that you can spend three days there and just focus on cosplay the whole time and never be bored like that's incredible like that you can spend that much time and just be there for tabletop or just go to panels and talks or just do the game stuff it's wild
1: yeah 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 and like there's also like a ton of just like people can come to PAX and have a really nice time and not even enter the show floor as well like there's like there's there's a ton of stuff to do like around the outskirts of it there's a lot of people like doing cosplay photo shoots and and you know like playing fucking just dance you know you can just watch that happening still yeah like they don't like that you're allowed to walk around in that area um if you want um so it's 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 cool that there's there is so much to do Mm -hmm. um and on top of that, there were, other, there were a couple of other events happening around the city as well, which I didn't even get a chance to go to. Like there was a massive monster had a pop-up store. Um, the the people who-
0: They also did a rave on Fed yeah, Square they a, on, a, on Thursday night. On
1: Thursday night. Yeah, I, I, w- I was there very briefly. Um, there was also um, something happening down um, in, in Northcote as well. Um, like there was, there was stuff happening in the periphery um, mm-hmm. that is also just like- Part of the whole week, um, but happening yeah. at the same time as packs, which is really cool.
0: So yeah, it was it was great to be back. It was great to see it sort of uh, return to what I knew it as, knowing that it had a couple of awkward years in the middle there. I mean, we all did during COVID. That was how that worked. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's let's talk over. So, Jeremy, this was not your first year as media for Minimap, but uh, no. this was mine, yeah. and it was our first together. Um and it was very fun to cover mini, cover packs as minimap for Minimap. Uh, part of how we did that was we had access to the uh, the media hour, media hour where we were let in one hour earlier than um, than the general public to uh, the show floor, which meant we could go to, well, we could do whatever there. Um, but we chose to use that time to uh, spend time with Super Mario Brothers Wonder with uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, which I always forget that we played somehow, and Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Uh, we were trying to play Sonic, but all of their... <laughs> the Sega booth was having trouble. Like, um, only one of their consoles was working <laughs> yeah, yeah. for Sonic, <laughs> so <laughs> they couldn't get people in. Um we so yeah we, we pivoted and went to like a dragon and then my booth crapped out anyway so yeah. what we're gonna do uh like i mentioned before we produced video content from the show floor two of those games that we played there and that i just mentioned um we have video previews for live right now on the youtube channel that's at minimap au on youtube you find video previews there for mario wonder like a dragon gaiden prince of persia will be out tomorrow um we but we we'll gloss over some of our thoughts of them now uh, as part of our sort of holistic packs wrap up um starting with Mario uh, so Jeremy what did you think of Mario Super Mario Brothers Wonder uh it was really fucking
1: good it was really really fucking good um the it was it, like i remember playing going like there's a fucking like another one of these games but it 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 feels different um it feels like modern, in a, in a weird way, like like the 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 way like the the there's transitions in between the different like um, levels and the the way the the world map is is a little bit different as well. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like that they are sort of like it's it 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 feels like Mario, right? It feels like like a like a really like classic Mario game, but it also feels like the next step in. That lineage right like yeah
0: you know the, it's, like how do you refresh 2d mario while making it still 2d mario and
1: and like and but also like give it like like the next stage of its art style right it's it's next feeling of of mario is now going to look like this um with things like um you know like like i remember when, when the new super mario bros um game came out on on ds and then on the wii like that art style was kind of back when you were six. Yeah, like that like that game was kind of boring to look at, um, and that art style. Like I don't know anyone that loves that art style. Like it's fine. It's just pretty uninteresting. Yeah, and um, they
0: ran with it for fifteen years for a
1: very long time. And like like things changed here and there. Like like um like. It, 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 in, in Super, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, they gave him denim, and and he looks a bit different in in Odyssey and Galaxy,
0: It's like ever so slightly. Oh yeah, yeah. But you're you're right. It was sort of the, the new Super Mario Brothers brand was sort of using that 3D style that they codified in the earlier series, yeah. And then it was everywhere. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point.
1: Um, whereas Wonder feels and looks different and much more artistic. Um, a very lot. Very distinctive. Yeah, very distinctive. And I'm I'm very much looking forward to when the 3D games also adopt this art style as well. If they do, I hope they do, um, because you could make some really, really stunning looking games. But actually getting to play it on it on a TV directly in front of me, um, with a bunch of other people. Th- It was really awesome. It was like really fucking fun. Um, It felt chaotic, like, you know, like multiplayer Mario games does, but I still knew what was going on. Um, There was a lot of really wonderful, (laughs) hilariously, um, like little moments in that game when we were actually playing it, like getting different abilities and all that stuff. I just thought it was fucking cool. It looks really fucking cool. It is really fun
0: to play. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I went into the demo not feeling like I haven't been very excited by this game. I was just sort of been a bit, he- well, not hesitant, but it just been like unconvinced, right? Just like not against it, just a bit like I need to play this to know how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, and I was I was I definitely enjoyed my time. I really liked it. And I, I found myself surprised and excited multiple times. And we just played for 15 minutes with randoms as well. But there were a number of times where I was like, "Whoa!" (laughs) Or like finding little details, like the way they go into and out of pipes, like it's just animated more differently, and and it's cute, and Yeah. yeah, and there's lots of little things. There's flowers that talk to you, and and they're all smiling the whole time, and like I don't know, it's just cute and nice and fun and surprising. Yeah, I uh, I showed mom uh, the my one of the videos that we put up for Mario. And she was like, you know what? I'd love to play that with you. That looks like a great time. I was like, great. Sounds like a plan. And like, I don't remember the last time I played a game with my mom. Like, like I, I, it was probably 15 years ago and I don't remember what it was because yeah, right. she just doesn't really do that. Like, sure. and so it was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like the, the game's just nice. <laughs> like families are going to like eat this game up, but also it's going to be nice for basically everybody. Like it's it's not a thing that I think anyone is going to be put off by because it is just so fun to look at Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just just visually like enticing as all hell so yeah it's it's really good
0: yeah so um like i said we've got those other previews there you can find cut down versions of them on tiktok and on youtube uh to see our full thoughts also on the website they'll all be up on the website minimap.com.au uh but yeah we'll go to prince of persia the lost crown next this was like we were excited to play this because it's looked great every time they've shown it off, but man, it felt great too when we got hands on. It felt good. Yeah. Th- this like this might like, be my like game. Picking this up day one, kind of.
1: Yeah. Like this might be my this might be my game of the show. <laughs> like I, I still haven't figured it out if it is or not because I, I just got I got to go through my thoughts on a, on a handful of other games which I'll get to later mm. in the show. But like, like I, th- this was one of the few games... Well, like not one of the few games, but. One of the games that most of all made me want to just continue playing right then and there. Like, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to continue.
0: Yeah, Um, totally.
1: Even if it was in the middle of packs, I would have loved to have just continued to play that game.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And it left me conflicted on whether I wanted to play it on Switch or other consoles because it was beautiful and I wanted to see that vibrance uh, in other, in, in like maybe a high definition format. But also, it ran so smoothly in handheld on the Switch, it ran butter yeah. smooth.
1: oh my god, doesn't it just? And like, the, Like it's so it, feel, it also feels so responsive. Like, so, so, so responsive.
0: Yeah. Ah. Oh, I wanna play Very, more. I wanna play it felt more. clean, it was colourful, yep. it was like imaginative in its combat, in its uh, level design, it felt uh, like it honoured what Prince of Persia was. Like, you know, there were times I was jumping on beams and onto the platforms, and I'm like, Oh, this like this is, this is modern, but this feels like a, a like a Prince of Persia platform from like the DOS game the, right
1: the, now. The, there were times where I was like hitting like a like a little object that was floating, and when I hit it, like part of the level background and foreground like to, went backwards in time, and then became a level I could explore again. And like I've never even played a Prince of Persia game, but I know that's like that's the thing that's the shit. Oh that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You go back to like Sands of Time on PS2, which is the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah. Um, and that had, yeah, that was that. Where their whole deal was rewinding time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is great to see parts of that in here as well in their abilities. And yeah, like you said, in those crystals you break that reform the level. It's so beautiful that we also we have to talk about. Like the combat is is great, and it's actually quite difficult. Like kind of Hollow Knight like kind of style of difficulty yes like it is punishing if you're not prepared for it but something they give you is a parry and then they let those enemies come at you really hard and if you get those difficult parries just right you get rewarded with the slickest animation you ever did see yeah and it feels amazing and it makes me want to do it every single time yeah 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 like it's outrageous. And and we said this in our preview, but it, it feels very inspired by Metroid Dread in a great way. Yep. 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 Uh so yeah. Uh next up we played Lack like of Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Or as Jeremy and I have been responding I have been typing it out to each other, that's T M W E h you, you said
1: you say you say uh, t- uh typing it out to each other as if i have ever said that to you
0: yeah well yeah it has
1: all been you to me
0: <laughs> well i mean what do you i mean i mean <laughs> i'm like yeah It's what we've been saying with together with each other Uh huh.
1: Uh-huh. Um, um yeah, yeah it's th- this game's cool
0: it's, yeah it's another one but like it's cool yeah no totally i This was a one that I heard of, and I'm like, that's strange. But, you know, you've got the Yakuza games 0 through to 6 that are all that classic brawling style. You've got Like a Dragon 7, um, which is what they're all going to be called now, Like a Dragon, which is what it used to be called in Japan, but has always been called in Japan, uh, which is turn-based. And they've said the Like a Dragon mainline games are all going to be turn-based from now on. Uh, But the Judgment games, their spin-off detective series, uh, is where that brawling style of gameplay is going to live. And then they just gave the main character from the Yakuza games his own spin off series so that he could do some more brawling on his own, which I think is very funny. It's um, very funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we had a great time with this. The demo doesn't really give you any story. Um, if, and we haven't really watched well, the trailers, so we're not up on that. We did both skip the cutscene. I didn't skip the cutscene. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. I did. <laughs> yeah no I didn't and it doesn't give you that much Yeah, right. all I know is like he is not using his normal name he's not Kazuma Kiryu is not being Kazuma Kiryu he's, he's pretending to be someone else for a while gotcha Um, and it <laughs> they just kind of let you loose on this like tiny boat island like casino resort on in a shipping container like freighter yeah right. um, <laughs> it's really strange but yeah the, it's Basically, we just got to fight a bunch of goons for a while. I didn't get as much as I wanted because my, like I said, my my booth uh, malfunctioned towards the end. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a really good. Follow like continuation of the Like a Dragon saga, and if you like Kazuma and you like those brawling games, I think it it seems like this is going to be right up your alley.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, the fucking powers are so funny, and it like all of the fucking the 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 various Colosseum fights, which have many many characters all at once. Um, also Mm. very funny.
0: Yeah, which are both new to the series. Like Kazuma can like whip people with like energy whips and like throw drones at people and like equip like ratchet and clank rocket boosters on his feet like and like everyone's just accepting it and it's fine. Yeah. It's hilarious and very fun. Yeah. 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 Uh so yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know how to uh recommend this to anyone if they're not already into this franchise. I don't know if this is gonna be a good one for that or not. I think like maybe it will be because like he's like Kazuma's been in seven (laughs) like Yakuza games and this one is he's left his old life behind. So maybe this is a good one. To jump in on but yeah um, if you're in for a silly time that's that's wild we were talking to someone um, Kieran from the explosion network on Friday and he was talking about how he wanted to do some of the uh, 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 wildest stuff uh, that they do like the cabaret and all of the silly mini games and he ended up accidentally on like dates with escorts that this game has and right. for some reason this game has like FMV that's... like dates with like oh, they just they just filmed right. women God, and, that was and, so funny hearing this and, uh, happen. And he said he was like, he can't, he couldn't exit out of it. And he's there, like, watching videos of these, like, these doled up women, like, like, give him drinks and, like, sit oh there on, on the couch. And, and, and I'm like, oh, that does sound incredibly awkward. It was so and I saw footage funny. of it in the trailers. So I'm like, what the what that's so doing? fucking
1: funny him just in that demo just not able to actually leave it <laughs> how do i get out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the, the when uh smithers goes to the to the to the <laughs> to the strip club and he's like all the all the sexy men are dancing and he's like this
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so that that's a that's a weird Holdover. I don't. I. I. don't trust RGG Studios with their depiction of women for the most part. Um, and that is a, a perfect example of why. But um, it does lead to a very funny anecdote <laughs> from the weekend. <laughs> um, Jeremy, I'd loved it. Before we go to the break, I would love to hear your thoughts on Sonic Superstars. I didn't get to play, but you went in and did. Yeah. On Sunday, how was it? Uh, it's it's pretty
1: good. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's pretty good. Um, it's it it feels like. Um, how do I put this? It it kind of feels like the new Super Mario Bros. version of old Sonic, like like that kind of adjacency where it's like, right, you know, like uh, to to what to what new Super Mario Bros. is to Mario, yeah, Sonic Superstars is to Sonic the Hedgehog,
0: where I like, thought Sonic Generations was that where they had like. Oh no, because that was like old and new styles together. So I I think this has that as well, but like the demo I played doesn't have that. Um, But my understanding is this has... Like some 3D run forward levels. Well,
1: so like it has, it, it, it definitely has that, but it's different. Those are like, imagine a big 3D space without a floor and all of the little orbs that you would be picking up, you're in 3D space, but you are like, grappling to them and swinging mm. forward even though the camera is only behind you and oh, that's it, fun yeah like it it's different but it feels like it feels fun like it was fun those those side levels were fun um like the 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 the, the visual fidelity of the game was quite good i was playing it on i think a an xbox or a playstation i don't remember um like it like it it looks good it played pretty well um the it sounded good. I don't know. Like I, I, just, I had a good time playing the playing the Sonic the Hedgehog game. Um, it, Great. It is it is Sonic the Hedgehog gameplay. Like you, we know what that is.
0: Um, is, and, it, hmm? is it better?
1: Uh, it, it, uh, fans of Sonic the Hedgehog will be very happy with this Sonic the Hedgehog video game. If oh. you if if you if you don't like Sonic the Hedgehog gameplay, this is not going to be one that is going to be like hell yeah. This is the one for me.
0: Roger um, that. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, Message received. Yeah, like if, <laughs> logging off. <laughs>
1: if, if you if you enjoyed Sonic Mania, you will have a good time in this. I should play that. Sonic Mania is incredible. Mm. And I don't even love Sonic gameplay. Like I think it's fine, but I don't love it. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: That, I mean, that's what. Yeah, yeah. Totally.
1: Um, yeah, um, th- this was fun, and the you, you can choose between Sonic, Tails, Amy, and Knuckles. Um, is Knuckles a vet in this one. <laughs> probably um, <laughs> uh you can't sleep with knuckles wife um but like you the vet the thing um like uh, like the they, they did play differently and there were two different levels that you got to play that i got to play in the demo there was like a regular ass like green hill zone um and then there was like a like a jungle level um they they do like the the loop-de-loop stuff um but they also do um like cylinders that you can then run up in that 3d space Um,
0: yeah yeah like the camera like pans around or something
1: no 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 like the 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 camera stays sideways but like you are still running like oh yeah right yeah like a sideways cylinder um there also were were times where you would get thrown to the to the background part of the of the level as well um which 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 was quite cool so it gave you that like more level to explore in the same space um and then you, you would often then like usually, that would be more of a like a way to get to another part of the foreground level, but there were still things to explore in the background part of it. Um, it it's good, it's good. I I great. I, I hit Doctor Eggman four times, and then nice and then, one, and then his robot that we've seen a, a trillion times, um, flew away as it does. Classic. Um, yeah, like it was. I was like, this is this is the Eggman fight. I know. Like I've done this. I cannot tell you how many times
0: yeah, totally. I mean, I don't even enjoy Sonic, and I've done that. I don't know how many times, yeah, exactly. Um how did you play as Lego Sonic?
1: No, no, that was not in the not in the demo
0: on the uh, on the show floor, they had on the side of the booth they had so like there is a version of Sonic in this game that is just literally made out of Lego, like Lego TM, like branded like not like blocks, like literally Lego Sonic. yeah, um, and they had. Like a, I don't know about life size, but a big, <laughs> like Lego Sonic on the show floor, like they're like mid run, and it was probably like, oh, I was probably like, hundred, hundred and forty centimeters tall. Yeah, it was, it was tall. Yeah, it, they would yeah. have been
1: like maybe like ten thousand and detailing.
0: Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. I, I kind of wish I got in a photo with that, just because it was, it was just generally impressive. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that's that's it for our triple A. Game thoughts. There really weren't that many other AAA games there except for Tekken over in the console free play area that I only found on Sunday. Um but with it, am I am I missing anything, Jeremy, in terms of AAA? Was there anything we missed that wasn't these? I don't think uh, so. like
1: there was the there was the the Pokemon DLC which we didn't bother playing. Um no. but like but that, that that was that was basically
0: it. It's also out already. Oh, is it really? Is it really? Yeah, it came out like two or three weeks ago and they said it's bad. It performs worse. Right. Okay. I thought that, I thought that, it was, that's I, part of why I was like, why are people playing this? Because like the reviews came out for it like two weeks ago and the people are like, it, it runs worse than the main game did 12 months ago. There you go. So yeah, that's why I was like, why is anybody bothering? Although I guess it's like a nice way to try it before um buying it. If you are that keen on it and like it's Pokemon, there were people playing it all weekend. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't.
1: I wouldn't say it's a nice way to to, to play it, but
0: <laughs> I mean, no. But it's a nice way to try it without buying it first. Yeah, like, I yeah, it's not like a, there's a demo for DLC. Um, so yeah, we're gonna throw it to a break now, and when we come back, we'll talk all about our thoughts in the indie section, which is where we spent the vast majority of our time, I would say. Um, and if we have time at the end, I'll share my thoughts on Assassin's Creed Mirage with my time with it, which is quite a bit. Uh, so, yeah, stick around. We're going to a break. So, if you're live with us, stick around and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We realized during the break that we're only recording half of the show's formats uh, for that first half, but it should be fine. So, don't yeah, worry yeah, about it. We've got the recording on Twitch. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Just uh, a. Yeah. A weekend of professionalism is what this weekend was, Jeremy. An exercise in professionalism, like how I just posted a tweet for our like a dragon guide preview, and I wrote instead of the man who erased his name, I wrote the man the man who erased his name. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna share with you now, Kerry, the reply to that tweet, um, which is I said it's Kerry Palmer, the man who erased his typo, um, <laughs> uh, which 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 was which is very funny. Um, let's talk that's very good. Let's talk about some indies.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, we spent so much time here, partially because they were so busy all weekend at PAX. It was great. Like, I hardly, I, I didn't see an empty booth until after 4 p.m. on Sunday, honestly. Yeah, right. And, like, I love that because I know how much it takes for studios to get going in one of those booths, how much money it costs, and the setup, and the time, and the energy, and getting a build ready. Like, and I ha- I've i barely been a part of one of those um, systems before and and i've heard plenty of stories from developers and so i was very glad for all of the all of the devs there that they were having such a successful weekend um how do you want to do this jeremy because there was so many I've, I've i've kind of narrowed down the list of things i've played so um to, to, to but what do you to, want to do well i've got i've got
1: I've got as many as we want to talk about
0: here. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> I do I, not have as many as we want to talk about here.
1: Because I play, I played a ton. Let Let's start with the ones from day three, because I've I've spoken a little about about a little bit about some of the ones from day two. Um, yeah, you can on, find on, that on on our TikTok. On TikTok. Um. So the,
0: the, and yeah, and we've gone through the triple A's.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and we've gone through triple A's. Um. There was the, like uh, uh about half of these. I um, were from the uh, NZ booth because I because I got to spend some time there um, on the Sunday because there was there was a lot more room. Um, so, I'm
0: actually quite jealous that you made it to. Uh, which one are you going to talk about first? Uh,
1: the first one I'm going to talk talk about is uh, Rose and Locket.
0: Um, yes, I thought you might. And I, I'm I, very jealous that you got to play it because I waited there in that last hour and I didn't get the chance. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm very, I'm, so I'm very excited to hear what you have to say, because just watching it from the sidelines, it looked fucking stunning. Yeah, yeah. And it, everyone it was buzzing about it.
1: It, it is. Um, so uh, Rose and Locket um, is a um, 2D side-scrolling uh, gun-slinging action game. Mm-hmm. um where you are a uh, I, I, I won't go into the story too much cuz i think it'll be cool to sort of get that from playing it but like you're playing as a as a a cowboy um who uh, uh her name is Rose um and you are basically in a very very stylized world like like you know really like contrasting colors, a lot of really
0: incredible use of silhouettes and, and, yeah. and black and white visuals. Um, yeah, it, it, from what I saw, it was lots of black, white, and then two or three very vibrant colors. Yeah. Backgrounds and effects.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like th- th- that. that is that is what it looks like. Um, it was, uh, speaking to the developers, um, it was very heavily inspired by the, the comic art of um, Mike Mignola, um, who is famous for... Um uh Hellboy, for example, um oh. and uh, something else as well. Mike Mignola. Um also uh, well known for um I like a lot of DC stuff. Um and uh, Judge Judge Dread as well. Um oh, okay. I, I believe is a Mignola joint. Um uh Locket, um is one of the coolest games I played all the packs. Um it is, it was so fun. Like the actual, like the, the gunplay itself was really cool. It was like you, like you're walking around with one stick and you're aiming with the other stick and firing with the trigger. Um, it was, uh, being developed by a studio called whistling wizard. Um, Oh yeah. 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 Um, it is just so, so atmospheric. Um, the music and the audio was really cool. Um, it was just fucking awesome. It was so, so cool.
0: Jeremy, I don't know if you want to do this for this part of the show, but if you want to get a trailer up, I've just posted it in our Notion page in the topic of the show section.
1: Uh, it'll take me it'll take me too long to, to Yeah, I didn't know
0: if your scenes were set up. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: Like, like they are, but like it'll it'll be too much of a hassle to 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 All good. put through. No worries. Um Yeah, it's it is it is really cool. I definitely recommend people um uh, checking checking out that game. It was just, Do they have
0: a slated release date for that one yet?
1: Uh nothing not no, nothing worth like aiming like, like nothing worth considering. They're like nothing worth mentioning, yeah. Yeah, like it just it on their Steam page it says coming soon.
0: Okay. Um but yeah, yeah. it did look it looked absolutely gorgeous. Like the, the use of colour and and yeah, as you said, as you said, contrast and silhouettes was was really striking. Like yeah. having so few colours on the screen, like and still Showing as much information as they were showing, like I was watching the the boss fight at one point. Yeah, and there were things coming off off the side of screen, and the screen was kind of uh, like 20 percent black, like surrounded by a border of like blackness. Um, and these things were coming in from that blackness, but while they're going through, they were white. There were these coffin projectiles, and they were they were white against the black background. But then when they came in to the actual gameplay space, which was mostly on red backgrounds, the Coffins turned black once, once they came out. So they had this sort of um, like bright white to, to pitch black contrast as they went through, but they had this um, crucifix symbol or cross symbol, I guess, yeah. on the on the front that didn't change color on. And like just that watching and then watching with the, with the jumping and shooting and shooting the boss and it's talking to you at the same time, like I was like, there's a lot going on here and I can't hear any of it and it's, it looks amazing.
1: The, the, there's another, on their Steam page, it also lists another, um, inspiration, which I, I did think about this, but I, I didn't actually think to bring it up, but it actually says it here. Um, also inspired by, um, Gen, uh, Tartakovsky, uh Tartakovsky, um, who is, uh, the creator of Samurai Jack, um, Dexter's Laboratory, and the, um, uh, original Star Wars, The Clone Wars animated series, the, the 2D animated uh-huh. one from, the, oh, from the early 2000s. Right. Um, really like incredible style um, from, from everything um, um So that also makes a lot of sense considering that this is like, this has that same kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it rules. It was, it was just an absolute fucking blast to play.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I am glad you got to play it and, and speak to it on the show. Uh, can we talk about one of the ones I played in the NZ booth? Mm, I think I know which one uh, this is. Up to Par, yeah. which I heard about, um, again, from one of the Explosion Network guys yeah. uh, on Friday night, uh, as a... Oh, no, it was on Saturday morning. It's a it's a golf game. It's a mini golf game. It's a roguelite yeah. mini golf game. Um, and also, they gave us this little... I don't know how this is going to uh, travel, but they gave us... They had these really cute <laughs> not-business cards that you assemble, which I assembled at home, made out of wood and lots of mini parts, and it's a little little putting green with a little flag that's falling over in the hole and also a little wooden ball that i definitely can't let my cats eat because it's a bit small (laughs) but it's very cute um and that they they just handed me this little thing and on the back you know it's got the website it's 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 very cute but that's not why we're talking about it um we're talking about it because the game's really cool and really fun it it is Uh, really cool there's a demo out right now that has online multiplayer enabled for co-op and like competitive play, which is amazing, plus yep. single player. Um, solo dev. It, yeah, it's sol- It's a solo dev. They're doing a great job. It's got a great sense of style. Um, you can change your balls, lots of different things. But the main conceit of the game is you start a, a round with, with three shots. Um, if you get to zero shots, then you lose. Every time you complete a level you gain three more shots uh and so the idea is you want to um obviously not die you want to get through the levels while not dying but you actually want to get there in as few shots as possible not just because it's golf but because every six levels you get to a store yeah and then you can spend those excess shots that you've earned as currency in the store to buy upgrades that either that save your ball if it goes out of bounds and doesn't spend the shot, or um, uh, enlarges the 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 hole at the end of the level if you get close enough to it, and like there's all that kind of thing. Because every six levels you you start back again at three shots, so you kind of either have to spend it or leave it in the shop, um, and it also ramps up the difficulty and changes the biome every six levels. And like that's really like that's the long and short of it. It's great to see a roguelite that isn't like a really punishing action game you know what i mean yeah or like a fast-paced racing game or something like that like it's not about like kinetic movement or gunplay or reaction speed it's just golf yeah 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 and, and like, like, there's bridges that go up and down, and some intense angles. Like it, like it gets hard. Yeah, like it, but,
1: it does. It does what all good mini golf games do, which is like make like the the courses are like you know zany and 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 have a whole lot of weirdness. um But yeah, no, it it was it was really good. I really loved this game. It was so fun. Um, yeah, I I want to play it more. <laughs> like it was really yeah, cool. No, yeah,
0: me too. And like. The Thing that's so cool about it is that like because it's got that roguelite hook, but it isn't so frenetic, it could actually be like quite relaxing. Like yeah. a relaxing version of that one more run kind of thing without being like, Oh, I wasn't good enough. Like, there's a bit of that, I guess, but it could be like, Oh, I was close, you know. It's like it's it's just golf, it's not Hades. It's not like yeah. oh Tartarus, <laughs> you got me again. He's not a boss, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, very chill, very fun great art style i love I love the many different balls you can be, like you could be a lime or you could be a ball of leaves or a paper ball and the thing that was great about those was it wasn't just like textures on a sphere that changed the model as well and i don't think it would affect the gameplay no but, no um, just,
1: just just visually change the model,
0: yeah, but it did great things like the I played a second round and it started me off as a peach and then when the when the when I got the the ball in the hole, it split into like seven peak segments <laughs> yeah. it was very pleasing very satisfying to do and like that's just one bespoke uh design that they had so yeah it was great fun um but, but, and uh, i didn't i didn't speak to the developer but uh their partner uh was there helping them at the booth and they were lovely and and they were yeah. doing a great job they were fielding people all the weekend
1: yeah yeah like the, the the studio is run um uh well the studio is called it's uh, an it's anecdotal um run run by a guy named philip i, I, I had a quick chat to him he, he was really lovely um uh he he, he made a game uh, which i which i had actually played in the past called um th- oh uh 39 days to mars um
0: oh yeah i did hear about that yeah, but i, yeah. I it wasn't familiar to me yeah
1: it's 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 like a it's a co-op, like. Like a little adventure game, which which I've which I've just I've, I played once before. Um, it's it it's also quite cool. Um, hmm. but yeah, it um I I I really like this game as well. It was really really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, What's next for you, Jeremy? Uh, look, sticking sticking with the NZ booth. Um, I played a game called um Adaptory. Um Adaptory Adaptory. Um, this is a uh two D uh base building exploration game. Um, uh, and like, an w- game, like yeah. and like and survival game, um, kind of like uh, like Rim World or like, kind of like um, like side on uh, Dwarf Fortress a little bit. Um, oh okay. Um, where you've got like a you've 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 got a group of characters. Um, they like crash land like they they're on a spaceship and they crash land on a planet. Um, and it's all it's all grid based and like you basically, you know down a little bit and then you can build a base and the you just like you you tell the group to do actions like as a whole and and they do stuff and then you can uh automate them to do certain things um like uh you know like like you're really good at mining you're really good at um you know tending to crop and you're really good at you know pumping water
0: or whatever um oh yeah this looks very um uh oxygen not included or yeah
1: yeah kind of like that um uh, like like the, the game the game is really good it's 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 it was, it was it was really interesting. Um, what actually made me really um really consider this game quite a lot was that there's a uh, all of the characters are randomly generated, um, and they've all got randomly generated perks. Um, and I I had like a like a quite a decently like meaty chat with the narrative designer of the game. Yeah, okay. beca- because. This game didn't immediately scream narrative designer to me, um, but they have a dedicated narrative designer who is uh, a, a, a currently uh, getting her PhD, um, and uh, we had a chat about how I was like, "What's a narrative designer do on a game like this?" And she was like, "Well, like um, I'm, we're, we're building you know systems so that the the characters will actually talk and interact with each other, and and our hope for the future is that the the they will have animations that actually re- uh, reflect the characters' personalities and quirks that they might have or, like, little habits they might do um, in in a more idle sense. And they will, mm-hmm. the, the, the way the game works is that they also have, like, all the characters have individual journals where they are writing what they're thinking and feeling at that time. And they're systemically building this, like, like immersive sim esque kind of little like immersive sim world esque thing where like characters are doing their own thing and enjoying doing what they're doing and and then being ve- like you know uh, f- emotionally feeling uh, things as as they do things they do or don't like or have interactions with the other characters that they do or don't like. For example, if uh, if if one of the characters dies, you know they like the rest of them will feel quite melancholy. Um, hmm. But they will also be quite unhappy if they are not doing the the task that they are good and and, and interested in. Um, but that also is determined by you get like a character bio and and depending on where they're from can determine a lot of the things that they are really into. If they're from uh like the, all the locations where they're from are like um uh, like fictional but yeah. like there might be a, like a planet that, that one of them is from that is really known for people who are really into, you know, um, harvesting crop and, and, and cooking food maybe. And so if that person isn't the cook, they're probably not going to be having a good, as good a time. And they'll reflect that in their journal and all that stuff. Um, it was it was really interesting um, to to have someone dedicated to that on a game like this, um, which I think could, yeah,
0: especially with that much like random generation and and well like, uh, like procedural unknown. generation, but yeah
1: yeah like yeah. All, all of that stuff like systemically interacting with itself. Um, it's it was it was, it was it was really cool. Um,
0: Sounds very ambitious uh, and very exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I had a and like on top of that, like the actual gameplay itself was quite fun. Like you know, I was uh, setting up solar panels on my spaceship and and I, I'd across the the four uh, the four crew members that I had. Um, I I only built one bed, um, and <laughs> so like, but like they all wake up at like roughly the same amount of like they all wake up at the same time. Um, and and they were all they were all kind of sharing the tasks at that point, um, which which was which was fun because it made it made it made that they were very efficient. But then, one of them went to bed, and the others didn't have a bed to go to, so they sort of kept on working. Mm. And I was like moments away from breaking through the rock to reach the vacuum of space because oh. I because I needed to install a um, solar panel. And they can kind of hold their breath out there for a little bit, enough to sort of build something, then run back through the doors. Um, and so I got them to build the tunnel up to where the vacuum and space were. And three of them just collapsed on the floor. And I went, oh, <laughs> they fuck. They were exhausted. I was like, oh, fuck, they died. And I, like, and I, I sort of looked at the person running the demo. And I'm like, I think I killed like three quarters of my, sh- of my crew by mistake. And they're like, they looked at them. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. They're just sleeping. Um, no, and, no, he's rested. Well, like, I thought they were joking because I'm like, oh, right, they're sleeping because they're dead. But like, no, they were actually, they were all exhausted. So all three of them collapsed all at once. Yeah. And then I looked over at the fourth one and they're having the most peaceful, peaceful snooze <laughs> in their bed.
0: <laughs> completely oblivious. Yeah,
1: completely be- oblivious. And so they woke up fully rested and totally fine well before the other three woke up. Yep. Um, but but that was quite funny. That that, that game's also um uh, probably going to come next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and developed by uh, Stormcloak Games. So, yeah, that one, that one was also quite cool.
0: Sweet. Awesome. Uh, What's up for you? I spoke about this game to everyone I saw. Yeah. And it's a game one. that's out already, yeah. and it's a game that was nominated at the Agdas this year. Uh, it's called Spin Rhythm XD. It's a new rhythm game. Well, I, again, it's not that new because not only is it, well, it ha- is it out already, but it's actually been out in early access for like maybe years at this point. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> And it's been at previous paxes, and I just haven't. I just haven't. I'd never heard of it until I walked onto <laughs> the show floor on Friday. I felt. I felt like. I felt like I've had my head in the sand because it was like, oh, it's been nominated for this and they're cool for that. It's like, oh yeah, I saw that last year. I'm like, why have I not heard of this game? So it's uh, it's a rhythm game. It's not like DJ Hero or Guitar Hero. You can play it with a controller. You can play it with a keyboard. You can actually play it with a DJ MIDI turntable, um, which they had set up at the booth, uh, which was part of why it kind of hooked my attention. But the way it works is uh, you've got like a tube in the center of your view and there's, you know, there's kind of a highway coming down this tube towards you, um, and you've got a ring right in the in the center that that alternates blue and red segments, and you have to match the notes to the blue or red segments as they come down the line, uh, tapping notes, catching smaller ones, just making sure you get it in the right thing. You don't have to hit the button every time. The big ones you tap and hold. There are rings that you press with another with another button, and then you you have to spin the ring uh, when arrows that point left or right come come past and, it, and, it's, and it's a really nice satisfying flicking motion on the screen and actually in real life too uh, whether you're on controller or uh, on, on mouse or on the on that turntable i played it on friday and this is again this is another one It had people all weekend i played it on friday um there were people waiting for the turntable controller but i just jumped on the controller controller the ps5 controller yeah and man, I, it was. I started on hard, but it was so, 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 so fun. Their yeah. soundtrack is excellent. Yeah. Um, I went and looked at their trailer afterwards. They've got a complete. They've got complete ability to add custom songs and modifiers. Um, to their to their set list, which is excellent. Um, inbuilt like that is so uh, valuable. Uh. But yeah, the effects are incredible. And um, what they were they were nominated for in the actors was for uh, accessibility. So they've got an excellent suite of color modes and accessibility options and stuff like that. But the, the the colors you see, it's so vibrant. There's so many excellent effects. The soundtracks are amazing. And while I was bad at it, I didn't want to stop playing at it, despite being bad at it. Like yeah. there was no like Guitar Hero fail state, like, like, there's none of that. It was just get, getting better at it and enjoying the song at the same time and as soon as I played it on Friday I was like I am buying this game as soon as I can and like like I need to finish all the pack stuff that I've got done and then as soon as that's done this week I am buying this game and I'm going hard on it that is what is happening I'm so excited and so on the Saturday I did get to play the turntable controller um and that was that was excellent in different ways um some parts of it felt way more natural other parts felt less natural than the controller um right. because the there's far less um, feedback on the actual wheel because it's very smooth because it's like a it's like a proper professional piece of kit um it was quite hard to actually tell how far I was going to turn the ring on the screen to catch the different colors with my motion with my movement um and so like it's probably something you can calibrate but that was a bit off for me so I, I felt like I was I was catching up the whole time but aside from that which is quite a fundamental part but aside from that all of the other components like tapping to to hit the buttons on the surface tapping on the other wheel to get the other rings and and the flick especially the the, the arrow to flick it to the side was it felt so good and it and it made me feel like really kinetic and like put me in the song a bit more you know it got it got my body literally moving a bit more which is cool you could do that with the mouse controls where you could you could flick with the mouse you know if you've got enough room for that and so that's a cool way you can do that at home without a piece of equipment that's hundreds of dollars yeah um so yeah i i'm don't know how much it is i know it's out let me let me look it up right now because i'm i'm very curious it's 25 bucks it's got a supporter pack it's got a demo um it's got dlc it's coming out on switch soon uh if if it, it it played really well on the ps5 controller if it if it runs well on switch then i can see that being an excellent way to pass the time um handheld it's just such a fun time yeah but did the, you get to play it the stick drift <laughs> no oh the stick drift stick well drift. yeah well I, I mean i don't yeah i've i fixed my stick drift yeah. but if also, you're still dealing with that that's just going to affect everything in it
1: i also feel like if if you're going to like I feel like you'd want to play this on PC so you can add custom sounds, though, as
0: well. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I did consider it, though, because I love the idea of sitting there and just having that having that experience just fucking whenever I want. That sounds amazing. <laughs> sounds
1: like you've got to buy a Steam Deck.
0: Um, the well, well, I would probably just buy the $25 game twice. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Rather than a $1,000 handheld. Uh, uh. Uh, kids these days. Yeah. Uh. Um, did you get to play it?
1: Uh, I I I didn't this year. I remembered I I have played this game. I think four or five packs ago. I think in like a 2018 or a 19. Yeah. Right. Um. It's 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 been a pack for quite a while now. Yeah. Um. I think it's been a pack since 2017.
0: Yeah. That's so long. Yeah. I, I asked the devs. They said they've been working on it for seven years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, I think it's been in early wild. access for the past two or three.
0: Um. Yeah. And it, it launched into 1.0 in like like April or June this year. So it's been a few months. Yeah. Um, the developers on that one are Super Spin Digital, which is a great Great. cool name. And great for this game too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that that, that was not a surprise to anyone except myself. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Uh, The next game I've got, uh, this one was actually in the New Zealand area, just for something different for me. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, This is a game called uh, Criminals Within,
0: um oh, this I, didn't, is th- I didn't see this
1: one. Th- this was a uh two player co-op only um uh, adventure game or like like action adventure game. Oh. Um where you are like a a a knight whose name I've forgotten. Um let me let me let me just quickly go through the Steam page and see if I can find the names of the characters. Um y- you are a knight who has freed a, a thief um who uh it lives in a world where there were dragons um or they or the dragons have since become closer to animals like dogs and and like cows oh, and like, stuff they're like
0: like they're domesticated
1: yeah yeah like we basically domesticated the dragons um and so the the knight has freed the like the 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 thief or the like you know swashbuckling kind of guy um and because uh the, he was put in jail by the villain of, of the game for, um, because he was framed because the villain of the game wants to bring back the old dragons, the, the full dragons that we expect them to be. Um, right. Uh, the knight's name is Helena. The, 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 the thief's name is Jarell. Um, the, this game looks like a Pixar movie. Like, yeah, with, I'm looking with,
0: at like a, t- a revealed trailer now and it's, fucking gorgeous. Yeah,
1: like with its with its like with a level of f- fidelity, but also with its animation, with its vibrancy, with its colors, with its design of the world and and the creatures and the people. Um it it's it was a really impressive looking game. Um and then when I was playing it, I was playing it with um, uh, Luke from checkpoint. Um, like the 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 dialogue was really funny, the voice acting was great, the puzzles are really fun. The combat style between the two characters, um, were quite were quite different. Um it's like it's it follows the structure of basically like, you know, you'll enter a um you'll enter a level and there'll be like some corridors with some little offshoots where there might be a chest or something, and then there'll be a, a puzzle where you sort of gotta get like the head of a statue over to the body of the statue and then you'll You'll do things like um, Helena, the knight, has a shield, and she can hold her shield up, and JorEl can jump on the shield to get like a a higher jump, Um, or. uh, the, there was a lot of um, you know, like you, you stand on this on this platform and I'll run over there, cause cause then there's a button I can stand on which will open a door that you can go through that will then wrap around to another door and okay, where do we go? Like oh, then if well then let's do that again but the other way because then I got to run over there and then boost you up to that final jump or whatever. Um, there's a lot of Does like it give you portal vibes, Jeremy, portal co-op vibes. Uh, not quite portal co-op, probably closer to something like a way out. Um, which, okay. Which is what they like. Like, look, that, that was what they said was inspired. Like, uh, what inspired the game? Like, the games, like the, the Light games. Um, it it wasn't quite Portal because it was like the the, the co op was asynchronous. Um, it was definitely different for each character, whereas in yep, Portal right. they are like identical. Um, uh, and then yeah, like and then their their characters will then you know they will banter a bit, but like the the writing was actually like, it was good. Like I was really okay, enjoying good. listening to it. Um, I wasn't, you know, like, Oh my God, they're talking again. How annoying. Like I was sitting here and then like in a, in a pack setting with, you know, dinky little headphones, like actually like listening to what they were saying and really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, partly also because like I said, the, the, the performances of the, the, the voice actors gave was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was, there was no release date for this one. Um, but the it like it would be a really really enjoyable way um to spend i think 8 hours i think is roughly what they said they were they were aiming for um because they know that it's one hard to play a really long game with someone else and two hard to organize playing a really low game with someone else yeah no um, shit. so
0: i mean it's also it sounds like they're designing it quite like there's a lot of intentional design yeah there, and that takes a while to, to make
1: yes 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 exactly um so yeah it it was really fun it was really really fun um yeah that
0: definitely sounds that sounds that sounds great
1: i i let, let me just double check to make sure it is Local. Um, I, I want to say they said local and online co-op, but maybe don't hold me to that. Um, it was yeah, that would be good. It w- it was really good. Um, that was developed by Space Rock Games. Um, also another Excellent. another New Zealand uh, developer.
0: Good, like good, good developer names this year. Yeah. You know? Oh, like honestly, every year,
1: like every developer name yeah. for the most part is quite good. It's u- usually animal related, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it it needs to. I I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of over sloth developer names, but that's that's fine. <laughs> um, that's a me problem. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, did you want to talk with me on this one about Hissy Fit, or is that not on your list? Uh Hissy Fit was not on my list. Okay, I didn't play Hissy Fit. Wow, well, that'll be why it's yeah. not on your list. Yeah. Uh, Hissy Fit is a mobile game that's coming out 2024 on Android on Apple first. Um, Android maybe after that. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know when you're going to play it on what platform. Well, it'll be Apple first. I don't know when, though. Uh, point is, though, this game was very fun. It had such a cool art style. Um, you play... Uh, it, it's a mix between Katamari and Snake. Right. Uh, and also this old mobile game we used to play where you used to like, put these modules together, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, but basically, you, you start off as a gigantic snake, and you eat... For like people and right. and fences and houses and trees and cars and tanks and and you get bigger the more people you eat and and but you're fucking gigantic at this point you become the size of a town and and uh, the mode I played was all about um, becoming big enough to or, or, or completing certain objectives so it was like eat ten civilians. <laughs> um, and you did that and then but there were also zombies running around and they could eat you and if they ate you enough they like they just like cut you in half where they like got onto you and that was bad for your like size and what you could eat right and it was like oh break 10 uh houses and so, it, so you had to get big enough to then break them the bigger you got the more easier it was to break these houses tip them over and turn them into like foxels and nice you had different power ups for the different types. There was a snake. There was a dash. There was like a sausage dog. Um, uh, like they all played the same, but they were different power ups. Mm. Um, I don't remember what the third one was, but it was just a. It was just easy, silly, fun. Like it wasn't anything. Uh, groundbreaking in terms of the the gameplay, but the art was really fantastic. A really good three D art style. Cool. Um, and. The the objectives they gave you were really were really good, and they had me they had me rushing to each one so I didn't run out of time. Uh, I think I at, at that point for the day I got the highest score on that one, which was like surviving for like six and a half minutes. Um, and something fun was they were handing out uh, they were handing out instead of business cards they were handing out um, little things with a QR code on them. But they were this was a a holder for a little bag of snakes thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of like three, like Alan's snakes or something. So they were like, Oh, thanks for playing. Here's some snakes. And that was, I played that on Saturday when I was dead to the world. So that was a fucking lifesaver. <laughs> let me tell you what, um, no, but the game's really fun. I tried finding a trailer for it the other day to show Sam when I got home and mm. I just couldn't find one. Um, yeah, right. So I hope they, post something soon because it looks great and it plays great and it's fun and it is coming soon so uh look out for hissy fit um actually while you talk about your next game jeremy i might scan this qr code and see where it sends me
1: right um the the developer was called panda arcade so i would would I'd, I'd, i'd assume it would go there um uh the next game i've got um is uh well like did you want to talk about broken roads
0: so yeah, Broken Roads. Uh, I did a, a little preview for. Um, got yeah. to play half an hour for um, with a media appointment, and we and we got to speak to uh, Leanne, the narrative designer on of the game, um, which was great. Um, she was great to talk to. Uh, had interest, in, interesting answers to our questions. Um, you also were talking a bit with her about like how I would like choose my character at the start which was funny to hear
1: yeah like because i played the game before um i didn't i didn't go to the interview well, well, but basically we went we went to the appointment together and i said like you drive because i've i've played it and and, yep. and and so i just like spoke to her while you were playing um just to sort of like make small talk but also like just get like a greater understanding of like what their last year has been because i played it last year um and turns out that, that that it's been everywhere um since then they took it to gamescom yep. and and the, stu- the this very Australian studio called Drop Air Bites is founded by two South Africans and the lead writer is in Canada and it's a yep. game set in WA.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. It's very funny um, how they, they brought it all together. But yeah, yeah, it's a CRPG. So the genre, which you would know from uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 or Baldur's Gate, uh, some of the most critically acclaimed ones, yeah. but or, it's set in, Warley, in, Australia. in Australia. Oh, Disco Elysium, yeah. Um, it's set in Western Australia uh, 100 years after the apocalypse so post-apocalypse sort of getting on with it. Um, great voice acting. yeah. Not fully voice acted but enough that it's keeping me in there so that I'm not getting bored when I'm going through the dialogue. Um, great Aussie voice actors. You can tell because you can always tell when it's bad and it's just not here which is fucking fantastic. Yep. Um, I am actually going to write a full preview for this myself this week so I i'm basically just also i need to play the demo a bit more because um despite playing it for about 20 or 25 minutes on the show floor it gave me 10 minutes with my character and 15 minutes in the character creator well that was like (laughs) they didn't give you
1: 15 minutes in the character creator you stayed there for 15 minutes
0: (laughs) i wasn't no no i'm not saying they they like gave me that time but that is to say like you know doing that on the floor, that's how long it took. And I wanted to have an understanding because they've actually got some really complex and unique systems in the game, like um, this morality compass, yeah. which helps you define your character and your character's choices. Um, instead of it being like a Paragon Renegade sort of system, blue and red, it's uh, you're fighting between humanist, utilitarian, Machiavellian, and nihilist. And yeah. that's on a wheel. And like Nihilist borders Machiavellian and utilitarian. And so you can have one that sort of borders on but You can have a decision or a choice or a dialogue option that sits on the border of one of those. Or it's like a, a lightly utilitarian one or a very strong utilitarian decision. And depending on how you play your character in the game, it defines your choices. Um, it, it defines your character, basically. And you can choose other things, but not always.
1: It was funny bringing up the Paragon Renegade um, as an example of of uh, other games' morality, uh, like uh, sliders, basically Mm. uh, to to the developer, and like she, like I could see like. Like just behind her eyes, her being like, "Yes, ours is so like <laughs> like ours is so much more interesting than that." Yeah. Um, like that, the, the, like I remember. I, I get I, it. Like, I get it. Like she, like she kind of like she, she she rolled her eyes not at me but at the other game. At the system, yeah, yeah, um, which was so great. Um, yeah, she also told me that that was the reason she came on board with the project was because the new so the system that like that they have that that compass um she was so interested by that 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 was the thing that brought her on to the project which was really yeah. cool
0: yeah and, and it's absolutely fascinating yeah. plus you know um playing playing a game set in australia you you instantly have me you like you've got me right like i'm in like it happens so rarely like it was such a delight with florence to be playing a game set in melbourne you know um so, yeah, I, while I'm not familiar with WA landmarks, I am very excited to uh, get stuck in.
1: Have I got this game series for you, Kerry?
0: AFL oh, Live,
1: AFL Live 2, AFL Premiership, AFL Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh, Bye. So funny.
0: Um, so yeah, uh, that's, that's all I'll say on that one for the show. Um, I'm very excited to get to the demo. Um, sorry,
1: I'm I'm on the Wikipedia page for video games set in Australia. And one of them is listed as DC universe online. What? uh, (laughs) As is like (laughs) Harry Potter and Gundam side story
0: rise of ashes. Okay cool i guess overwatch should probably be in there too because they've got maps in australia uh overwatch and overwatch 2 are indeed listed
1: um as is every formula one game because the philip island track i'm sure is in there
0: that doesn't count (laughs) what a game set in australia
1: uh that's so funny
0: yeah so yeah look out look for that review that'll be up this week um i'll write that out we'll uh we'll have some of Leanne's uh, answers as part of that interview, as part of that preview as well. So look for that one once I've played the demo and, and, and put a bit more time into it, sunk my teeth into the gameplay. Um, all I could take away from the gameplay was that my character was a shit shot. Um, <laughs> that was so funny. Watching I was just... trying over and over and over. He kept missing.
1: Well, like, I'll, I'll, I'll bring this up, maybe unless you have any more games, because I, I sort of don't, and we're, I've, we're, we're I've almost couple. about to. Okay um i'll, I'll bring this up really quick then just about how
0: oh like, like and, and also regarding hissy fit it t- the, that qr code takes you to hissyfit.game. so if you want to find more about find out more about that go to hissyfit.game. right um we'll, we'll see what that looks like
1: when when we were chatting um while you were playing the game like like you said we were <laughs> we were um discussing well like basically she well, said she like, asked, yeah she asked me like what do you think kerry's gonna choose and I looked at the options between like utilitarian and like and uh humanitarian and and Machiavellian and nihilist, and I was like, well, I think Kerry's gonna do a pretty even mix of humanitarian and, and utilitarian because yeah. I know Kerry and I know how he plays games. <laughs> yeah. And he does not enjoy being a Machiavellian or being nihilistic. No. And I was watching you make decisions and I was watching you mouse over each of the, each of the individual options and re- reading and like, them out and And they do a good them. thing
0: in the, in the intro where they're like, here are six scenarios, read through them. What do you do? And they give you one choice for each of them. And, that, and then they sort of give you a like, here's where you land on the compass. How yes. do you feel about that? Yeah. Um,
1: and I saw you consider every single option and then you, Promptly just went like humanitarian, utilitarian very quickly.
0: Yep. yep. Um, and she, I don't think I chose any of the other ones. No,
1: no, you didn't. And then <laughs> what she told me, which I think is really awesome. And I, I implore you to play the game like this by default, I believe maybe not by default. I think by default um, where on the compass, the options lie mm. is by default hidden. So you just get four options and then you get told where you sit. So you don't know.
0: Oh, so it doesn't. Say, so when we were playing the demo, when you're given an option, it said before the words humanist, nihilist, yep. Machiavellian. Right. Okay. Yes. I would love to play it like that where I just choose the the right option for yep. me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think you should, you, you should uh, endeavor to look in the options prior to playing the demo just to make sure you can find that setting and turn it off.
0: Oh, I really um, appreciate you telling me that. Yeah, yep.
1: because it, because when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that's that's the best. I
0: love I love not yeah. knowing where I am on the compass. I love not... That's kn- like Fallout or like Dragon Age, but with a more complex underlying system rather yeah. than being like, this choice makes this decision.
1: Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So you should definitely do that.
0: Yeah, no, I will. Thank you for telling me that. Uh, so in terms of other games, there, there were plenty I played. Um, let me just find my notes here. I got to get away from hissyfit.game. Um. Yeah, a couple of uh, quick shoutouts. I saw I played Grist, which is a uh, developed by a solo developer. Um, it's a bit early, uh, and and it's looking to be quite complex. But that was that game, Jeremy. If you saw it, that had like ASCII art, where there's like enemies made up of like ASCII, like or just like DOS characters. Yeah. Um, but it's like developed in Unity, so it's like it looks old, but it's a bit more modern than it looks. Um, I'm excited <laughs> to see it in like a year's time when. No, like, the aesthetic is evoking that old thing. I, I know, like, I know. You can use your mouse and, like... I you know, know it, but
1: the, the implication from that sentence was that they might have actually brought a DOS game. And I'm sitting here going, like, well, I mean, no, they're not going to bring a DOS game. <laughs>
0: no, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, because of how complex their systems were, like, it reminded me... When I saw it at first, it reminded me of, like, FTL, where you, you're you going from, like, encounter to encounter... um. But I said, is this like FTL or like Slay the Spire, where you're constantly moving forward, or are you just let go into the world? And they're like, no, you let go into it, and then you can like pick contracts like Armored Core, and that was like like different clients will hire you, and then you can explore this world with these contracts. So it looks quite open in that um, very simple setting. So I'm excited to see it in the in in a little bit um, when it's a bit more fleshed out. Uh, another game as well. Um, I have to shout out. Uh, which one was it? The Hamster's Journey. Oh, having yeah. the best grappling hook on the show floor. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was. It was so good. Developed by a good friend of ours, Shane, who's been on the show before. has been on our mini disc podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, d- d- disclaimer: like a literal friend of the show. <laughs> yeah, l- like very literally a friend. So take what we say with a grain of salt. But this, this, this felt really good. Had an excellent art style. Really good animation. It's a, it's a like a. It's like a level-based runner where you get different power-ups and you have to escape this like molten wall of death. Um, But you know, when you die, you just get sent back to the home screen by being like shot into it. Um, So that was very fun. I bought a I bought a Steam key for that uh, to support them. Uh, But yeah, there was two more games that I really wanted to mention from the indie side. Uh, One of them was Necograms, which has been out for a while. It's on phones. It's coming out on Steam, or it's out on yeah, no, I think it's on phones and it's coming out on Steam and uh, Switch. Right. And I was standing there and I was waiting for like the booths to free up and someone was like, oh, hi, do you want to play our game? And I was like, oh yeah, no, sure, I'm just waiting. And then they, they handed me a Switch Lite and I'm like, whoa, uh, cool, yeah, sweet. Um, but the, it's, a, it's a simple puzzle game. It's got 120 levels. It's three bucks. Like I told Sam about it, showed them the trailer. They, they already bought it and have been playing it this, this weekend, which is great. Um, but it's a simple grid-based puzzle game where at the end of the level you have to get the number of cats that are on the, screen, on the screen under a cushion. They all need to be under a cushion. All of, And they can be a cat that's like one tile big or like, like a sausage cat that's like two tiles or three or four or five tiles big, yeah. which is very funny. Um, and all parts of the cats, all of the cats have to be under cushions. The cats can move side to side and the cushions can move up and down. And that's it. And then you hit obstacles and stuff like that. But the way they move... And trying to trying to get it done in a certain number of uh, moves to get the like the three star each time is actually really engaging. It's it's it sounds simple, but it's complex enough to really drive a lot of content. They're coming out with more content next year, um, and that was it was just straight up great fun, great puzzles, great design. Um, it, it, it's just it's just something I highly recommend to anyone who's a fan of uh, good puzzle games, especially for a mobile experience um, as well. If you want to play that on your phone, it's it's excellent. Yeah. Um, And then maybe my indie game of the show, at least, was a game called Cadomon. This, Jeremy, did you see this one? Did you play this one? I I don't know. I didn't play it. This is an Auto Battler. Oh right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did see this. (laughs) So this game (laughs) reminded me a lot of Super Auto Pets, the only Auto Battler I battler I've played. However, it is um. A bit more complex than Super Auto Pets, which is sort of distilled that formula from like team fight tactics down very, very, very bare bones. It's also PVP all the time. You're always facing other people in in Super Auto Pets. Yeah, is a mixture of team fight tacti- team fight tactics, mm-hmm. or um, you know, whatever. Yep. Uh, an auto battler with mixed with Pokemon mixed with Slay the Spire. So you get a team, all of the all of your pets. Well, they're not pets; they're Kadomon, they're Pokemon knockoffs, um, quite openly. But you know that's fine. It's the it's the direct inspiration. They all have two types, like Pokemon usually do. Like these always have two types: so electric and water, and ice and ice and ground, and and plant and bug and whatever. And the more uh, Pokemon or Kadomon you have of a type, the more bonuses you get of that type. So, you know, if you've got plenty of grass Pokemon, you start uh, around with a healing regeneration effect um, every time. So you can have that team composition like that, but then that will make you weak to fire types. So then you can, you've got to try and balance that with your Pokemon. Adding just the, just adding the types on top of the auto battling experience instantly made it very, very complex and, and it made my brain light up i'm like oh my god how am i gonna make this like i'm sitting there at the desk i'm like oh this i got i got rocked this game why did that i was like oh my that my type they counted my team like i wasn't typed right for that team you can choose the environments you go to the more pets you uh, the more um catamon you find and fight who are the same as the ones that you have in your team you can add them to your team which then can help them level up to help them evolve so that instead of them just being like level one, level two characters, they become like, you know, like it's like, it's like Charmander, Char, uh, what's the next? Charmeleon and Charizard. It's like they, they evolve, they become different. They've all got new unique names. They've all got unique art styles and animations. There's so many different combinations of the types. You can modify your characters and give them a third type, which can, you know, it adds strengths it adds weaknesses it, and it's so multi-layered from the like 10 15 minutes i played i was like whoa it's being developed by a solo dev in adelaide you know who has contractors as needed so um but yeah and they they were just at they were just at gamescom with this as well um which was i thought was very impressive for a solo developer so i'm i'm very excited to play it it's got a demo out now uh, and i'm and i'm so 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 excited to to really sink my teeth into it because it absolutely lit my brain up with, with the possibilities of how complex and engaging this gameplay could be. And also it's single player. So you're going against other teams, but they're, they're generated as part of the, the environments you go through. And it's more of a, a single player experience, which is a bit more appealing to me. Um, yeah, you're man. not constantly dealing with playing against like the meta of the newest update or whatever. So yeah, that was, that was a very, a, a strong highlight for me was Cadomon. K-A-D-A-M-O-N, uh, I think. Let me have a look here. K-A-D-O-M-O-N.
1: Do you know when that one's coming out?
0: Uh, they're hoping to bring that out early next year. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Cool. Um, but yeah, the demo is, I think it's what was playable on the show floor and it, it, it's sizable. Right. So yeah, um, I would definitely le- recommend that to anyone who's played Super Auto Bets or any auto battler. Um, or honestly, Pokemon. It's an interesting take on that, on that type of gameplay of that rock paper scissors fire earth rock fairy ice electric typing right scenario it's very good nice um there was there was a thing about packs that i did want to bring up
1: um oh please and maybe maybe we can we can sort of end it on that
0: yeah do you want to get to assassin's creed mirage or maybe we could just talk about that in the yeah yeah yeah. it's it's getting long in the show yeah um so i do want to talk about that game but this week is not the week for it yeah
1: um, there was a, there was a great deal of people, um, at PAX. Yes. Um, that were wearing, uh, t-shirts.
0: Oh. Um, this was fuck. did you, did you find anything out about this or you just.
1: Like a, a little bit, but I I'm mo- okay. mostly just kind of want a soapbox for a sec. Um, okay. like, the, like, look, so, so. So the t-shirts. You- yeah. So, so, so there was, there was a great deal of people at PAX this year wearing seemingly random people. Yeah, seemingly random people. Well, okay, so so yes and no. Um like there was a great deal of people at PAX this year wearing T shirts with the word kick written on it in green font on the front. Um
0: yeah it, it, well there's it, it a logo. Yes yeah, yeah. kick.com's logo. Well so
1: like I, I think it's important to note that it, that the shirt is just the word kick in green text on the front of the logo. Because okay. for those who don't know, kick is a streaming platform, um a, a recent um, competitor um, of Twitch, um, which which does like like on the box, it does gaming streams and a host of other streams. Um,
0: that is what it they've is. Also got a they've got a very appealing revenue split over sure. there as
1: yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, it it, it it is designed to be a competitor to Switch. It uh, to, sorry, a competitor to Twitch. That that was that was the entire reason they showed up was because they were like, we want to we want to like basically uh, go to war against twitch is basically where they w- 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 the game that they've been talking um, well
0: do you know where they came from Do yes. you know how they sprung up
1: i do know how they sprung up um they have been funded through uh, a tremendous amount of blockchain shit casino nonsense and uh and the nft kind of like like they they, they, they are one of the most lucrative businesses um that has come into a side of the mainstream mm. um in in the in the in the past
0: year basically um well specifically they they propped up within a month of twitch banning the uh slots games from from their platform yeah um it, and, it, and they're funded by a slots company yes yes um like that's their that's their genesis that's their goal
1: and what they would do is they they would approach large streamers like uh, the most well known they have on their platform is XQC who is one of the largest streamers like uh, ever.
0: Um, yeah, I think they've got Amaranth as well.
1: Yeah, they 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 have they have a handful of very very big streamers as well as like a tremendous amount of smaller streamers, and um, like they they would offer them. Uh, tremendous amounts of money for a non-exclusive contract is basically how they poached them, was that they could say, hey, you should come and stream on our platform, continue to stream on on Twitch, stopping a partner over there, be a partner with us, and we won't stop you actually streaming over there. Um, Depending on what they stream, they will or will not be allowed to stream that content on Twitch as well. For example, XQC loves to stream slots um, because Mm -hmm. he's a piece of shit Um, and likes to (laughs) expose uh, slots to kids because... That's what your audience is. Whether you like it or not, if you're a streamer, a lot of your audience is going to be underage. That is how it works. Mm -hmm. So, Kik has since partnered with more and more terrible people. Um, People like Ice Poseidon, people like um, Aiden Ross, Uh, who is uh, extremely close, Um, like, like, you know, speed dial level close with... um, uh, scum Andrew of the Tate. Earth, Andrew Tate. Yep. Um, I can finish my sentences, Gary. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and suddenly this year, uh, last like, like last week or two weeks ago, um, Ice Poseidon and this other guy named Sam or Sammy um, were in the news in Brisbane uh, because what they did was that they, they hired um, a sex worker... In Brisbane, to a hotel, um, uh, proceeded to uh, like begin to, you know, like like ask for for things while also secretly filming her, um, and also while people were in the hotel room, even though they said to her over and over again that uh, they were alone. It's cool. Don't worry about it. They then. Oh,
0: I should I also feel it's important to mention not just secretly filming, secretly streaming.
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Like the like streaming on kick. Streaming on kick. Like live. Yes. Um they then got arrested. They were then released. Um they then came down to Melbourne. Ice Poseidon and Sammy were at um PAX um this this year. They were around there. They got they got kicked out of PAX at some point. Oh wow. Yeah. Um uh, and you know they 're making a fuss because they 're you know morons and idiots and freaks, and should be you know realistically like removed from the country for doing stuff like that um then they 're not they 're not from Australia for those who don 't know like you if you' oh, right. if, if you 're going to be breaking the if 're going be breaking the law like that shouldn 't be welcome here doing that um so the shirts. There were a lot of shirts of people. There were a lot of people wearing a lot of these kick shirts, and uh, And so I, I tweeted out like, "Hey,
0: like, what's the- like one an hour?" You know.
1: Yeah, well, like, oh, way more than that. I was seeing like, I was oh, seeing okay. like, maybe one eighth of people there were wearing them. Maybe, may- may- maybe, maybe a little bit less. Maybe like one in ten. I was seeing. I was seeing a lot of them. And the thing yeah, is, these shirts. These shirts were free. Is 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 my understanding that they were giving out these shirts, and. Uh, someone informed me on Twitter that the reason people were wearing them was because someone uh wh- whoever was handing these out, whoever that might be whether or not they are from kick or not you can you can you can decide if you if you think that they were from kick or not um were saying basically you could possibly win a you could allegedly win a five thousand dollar pc for wearing the shirt at the event is. What someone informed me about why they oh, might have been God. wearing them. Now, i I don't believe that that is actually going to happen for anybody. No, neither do I. Considering do you, you can't chase that up. Well, that's the thing. No one was asking for anyone's information, though. So, good luck winning. Oh. Um, is 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 what another person replied to that person in my mentions. Um. Like, like, look, it was a really gross guerrilla tactic. There was some guy who went into the like the the Twitch partner lounge, which I think is a ridiculous thing to exist anyway, but went into the Twitch partner fish bo- uh, fish tank that was in the middle of Pax, and and like was waving around a kick shirt as if, look, I made it in. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Like, and and there like, I can understand, you know, friendly company rivalry, but the thing is, Kick is not a friendly place kick is a like an actively dangerous place um mm. which allows the worst of humanity to be live streamed
0: um yeah, it gives them a platform
1: yeah yeah it does give them a platform um and the real reason i am so boxing this is because the amount of you know parents kids wearing these shirts people who don't know what kick is people who definitely don't know what kick is We're still letting their their kids wear these shirts. We're still wearing these shirts. I'm sure there were plenty of people there wearing these shirts who don't know what this platform is. And I think if someone offers you something, I think you have to be an absolute idiot to accept it, not knowing what it is, not knowing what it means, not searching it up, and not finding out that the the that the head of the company of Kick um, was was defending um, the 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 acts that got people like Ice Poseidon arrested the other day.
0: Um, not just defending, like making jokes about. Yeah, yeah, like, like in the chat at the time.
1: Yeah, like they like they were there. They knew what was going on. Um, and so I think to anybody that was wearing one of those shirts, you need to realistically understand what you're doing when you're doing things because. There are people who are you know, some of the worst of people, people who are when you wear the, the, the brand on your body of a platform that willingly hosts someone who you know well,
0: many many someone. many
1: many someones who have, for example, been arrested in Romania for you know human trafficking. <laughs> Andrew Tate, you know, for like, you know, lying repeatedly to a sex worker about, I'm not streaming. I'm not filming, you know, things that sex workers do. What are you doing? You need to realistically look at like, why is this too good to be true? Why is you offering me this $5,000 PC for wearing this shirt? Who are you? Why are you not at PAX in a professional capacity? Yeah. Because you wouldn't be allowed there because PAX wouldn't allow you to be there because PAX kicked out the person who has put this company in the news over the past week. Like people need to know what they're doing and not just willingly accept gifts because there's a reason someone on the outskirts of PAX is offering you a gift and not inside of PAX offering you a gift Fucking yeah.
0: morons. Well, yeah, it's tricky. The thing is that they're taking advantage of people and the situation, right? Yes, and it's it's a it's a scummy tactic. It's 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 prom- it's it's promising and not delivering. It's over promising, especially like I doubt. I,
1: I, I also don't know the legality have... of that if they haven't actually registered this competition with you know, for example, the Australian. Yeah, like
0: like I don't I don't know I don't know. Giveaways are a whole thing. There's like divisions of law companies that put the put their work into like just writing giveaway law and like terms and conditions because it's so complex dealing with other countries uh jurisdictions and all of that you you can't just you can't just do it no. <laughs> uh so yeah no kick has always like like i said i i've known about them since they started up as as being a company that i do not trust because they are continuing to take advantage of people who are vulnerable to uh, gambling addictions and people who are impressionable to that kind of thing, like underage uh, audiences uh, and everything we mentioned just before when we started this. Um, And them, you know, a rival company who's sort of getting up off the ground, sort of trying to do what they can to get their name out there, I understand. Uh, But a company that has this much money that's trying to weasel their way in, in whatever capacity they can, despite being repeatedly or like quite (laughs) unequivocally told that they're not welcome. Um, That's really gross. Uh, Not only because they're in the news recently, like even just like looking at the money and where it comes from and what their platform is trying to achieve, who they are trying to bring to their platform, what kind of audience they want to gain and And ultimately what they're trying to push, which is people to their gambling platforms at the, at just the start, you know, I don't even know about their NFT and web three. shit. Well, like
1: I, I don't even think that they even like, like, don't get me wrong. Like their gambling stuff will make them a tremendous amount of money. I think at this point they don't like, that's not even like the goal. The goal is to just have enough people on the platform repeatedly like over and over and over again is visiting their platform so they can then sell ads to other large right-wing terrible companies you know mm-hmm. like the they have been targeting specific people for a very long time Aiden Ross has got like a kick badge in his Twitter profile like which means that his Twitter account is like directly associated I was like
0: Linked with the business, yeah, it's yeah, like business like, account, yeah, yeah,
1: like, and and he's, you know, he's the next, you know, Andrew Tate. Unfortunately, you know, he's one of those guys that's that's going to radicalize people, going to radicalize, radicalize, you know, like young men, um, into becoming, you know, the fucking the the next of the little Hitlers. Like that is, that is where that, that is where that goes. They are, they're transphobic, they're homophobic, they're sexist, they're um, xenophobic. They are the worst of humanity. Like that only funnels in one direction, you Mm. know, like people like Andrew Tate, people like Aiden Ross, like their money comes from a certain type of people. It's very very easy to figure out where the direction on the political scale on the political scale that money comes from. Mm. It's people who run companies like stake.com which is the 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 company that owns Kick. That's right. And yes. it will get much worse. That's already bad and it will get much much worse. Even XQC who I think is a piece of shit because he's homophobic and has said terrible shit on stream over and over and over again. Right? They gave right. him 100 million dollars.
0: Hmm.
1: you don't you don't spend a hundred million dollars on anything unless you have a much larger plan
0: yeah totally and like it I think it's normalized for people when they see that they're like oh Kick's a new platform they're they're, they're trying to start a thing because YouTube and Twitch have been making those own deals um, for years now we're used to seeing those headlines in general like oh uh, like um I I uh, like Ludwig over on YouTube and right. and and Ninja and all of that like like huge names it's it's a common headline to have seen over the last 3 or 4 or 5 years so they can kind of slip under the radar with that kind of thing but you're right if you're not looking at it critically um you can miss those signs of what they're really trying to do there and it, and it's and it's never looked good
1: and and I think it's irresponsible now to almost not critically look at anything anymore like we are so far beyond i'm gonna wear a shirt with a logo i don't recognize um it because someone offered me the potential to win a a a a computer right like we are so far beyond you like like a cursory google will give you these
0: options right that's true like we i will say a lot of the people i saw wearing these shirts they were young i know i know like really young
1: like (laughs) and like look the 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 people that are like, for example, in the age range of, let's say, 17 and 13.
0: 21. Oh, oh, lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Like, like, look, I understand there's not been a, a tremendous amount of critical thinking skills developed in those years and that starts to come as they get a little bit older, provided they don't get radicalized by this company prior to that anyway, which explicitly teach you to not critically think about things. But when you're younger than that, you have to be there with an adult. You can't be there younger than that without an adult, and so it's yeah. up to the parents to be doing that critical thinking. That, that, that critical thinking, and it's their fault for allowing um, Andrew Tate adjacent people uh, to like. Uh, so it's their fault for allowing their children to wear apparel that is directly sponsoring Andrew Tate adjacent people. It is. It is. It is not good enough. For them to just go, well, I don't know what that is. Like we're pa- we're past that as a as a society.
0: I can't say I agree with you on this, just because there will be people there who want their kids to go because you know they they like it and they they don't know. Like there are always there are always people like that. I am sure there are people who are wearing that shirt who will disagree with the morals and opinions of the people associated with that brand. Oh, but sure. I think if anyone's at fault, it's the people taking advantage of everyone who would take one of those shirts uncritically. Like, it's it they, these, y- these yes. people accepting the shirts, they, they didn't make the shirts. They aren't trying to promote the brand. The people giving out the shirts and promoting the brand are the people at fault. They are the ones who are trying to take advantage of these people who don't know any better, and they're the ones who are trying to penetrate an audience that will, again, as you said not know any better than to support their platform
1: yes of course but it's but you we can't trust bad faith like characters to not do bad stuff and then just go well i didn't know like like that like that that's not enough like if 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 you're if you're a parent of a child you need to be sure especially in this space right like you know the like th- there are there are army people all the time at, at at conventions right like the the australian military used to have a presence at pax mm. there were stalls at, at at conventions i don't exactly remember if it was pax or if it was comic con or supernova i don't exactly remember that was selling like nazi adjacent paraphernalia as a part of like hey like look at this cool military stuff that we sell and right. then they got kicked the fuck out and good. like, you know, like, but it's one of the things where it's like, how did it make it this far? Yes. And the reason there were a bunch of kids wearing kick shirts is because it made it that far and more people need to be like open and apparent with that
0: stuff. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And, and it, I think it, I think you're right. I think what this, what this um particular event, what, what, Kick's presence at PAX shows us is that it is you. You are right. We are past the time of being able to trust someone with that kind of behavior. Like, like you, you cannot just do that. It, it, it's um, the beginning and of an infiltration. That's a shame. That that sucks.
1: Yeah, like that, that, it, It's yeah. It, it it does suck, and it's the beginning of an infiltration. Because then what they do next year is they go well, like you know, like they will approach PAX, for example and be like hey like we want to have a presence there and they're like no we don't want to give you a presence there. and they're like well the all of, look at all the people who wore our merch to your to your thing or look at all the look at all the images that you're hosting on your website that has people wearing our merch hmm. that's that that is the easiest way to get like a sense of legitimacy is for the herald sun um, which is already a dog shit newspaper to take a picture of a bunch of people at pack saying you know like the, with their regular like the latest in video gaming you know news yeah. and they and they post a bunch of people or they do off the street interviews and it's people wearing kick merch and suddenly it's all over Australia it's a it's yeah. a it's a virus <laughs> that's what that it, is
0: it yeah no it's bad I I hope it doesn't get that far I'm not I'm... I'm not convinced it will necessarily get further because of this, but that they are trying to do that with this action is concerning. It this is was like step, alarming this and was, it's bad.
1: Yeah, this was like the, just the first time they've done it. Yeah, first packs, next you know, Comic Cons and and other large gaming conventions, and you know, uh, within the, he, 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 here's my call between now and the end of next year. The next person to run on stage at the Keeleys will, <laughs> will be wearing a kick shirt.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe.
1: What's the bet that that kid who, who did it that first time will would, would, would be wearing a kick
0: shirt? Oh, I don't know. Uh, that, that kid's weird. I don't know anything about that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely sucked. I kept, every time I saw it, I'm like, what? where are they all
1: coming from? And it was always either someone who definitely had no idea what kick was or someone who definitely knew what kick was.
0: <laughs> the kind of yes, person- I mean, you that is ex- quite a broad spectrum, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I and, yet, and <laughs> yet I'm 100% correct. Yeah, you are. You are, hard. I know what you mean. Yep. <laughs>
1: yep. Something in the water over there. I don't know. It's just, It's. it makes you it, like it. Something, I don't know. It just doesn't work with the, with the, with the, pits, with the, with the body and the face and everything. It just makes you look weird.
0: What the fucking, what? You
1: look, you look ugly if you're a kick shirt. That's, that's how that works. I think. Oh, I yeah. see.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, Like, who's water? Who's, are we talking about Queensland? What's no, no. the, <laughs> yeah. So that's a, a bit of a downer note, but you're right. It is important to, to discuss because it was under the radar. It was surreptitious. It was fucking everywhere.
1: Um, it was, it was so, that yeah. was so much of it.
0: Yeah. No, it was gross. Uh, however it was a good rest of the weekend at PAX uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode uh, thank you so much to everyone who uh, who said hi who greeted themselves who greeted themselves? introduced themselves that's what that says um, who, who we met who who, uh, who we, I got to meet for the first time like Alex who's always in the chat got to finally give them a hug which is lovely um, so yeah thank you so much for everyone who was there Thank you to uh, you for listening to getting to the end of the episode. We really appreciate it. I'm excited for next year as well, Jeremy. And uh, yeah, keep looking forward to the rest of the content we'll have going out over the uh, the coming week. Um, I'll have a Broken Roads preview out. We've got uh, our Prince of Persia video preview that'll go live tomorrow. Um, or, or if you're listening to this on podcast services, it will already be out. Um, yeah, you can find all of that on our YouTube channel and on the website minimap.com.au. Uh, Jeremy, anything else to anything else to say before we wrap up the, the PAX podcast show? Uh,
1: we're uh, undecided exactly how next week's episode's going to go. It should be fine, um, but I'm going to be in a different state, so it might the podcast might be in a different state. Um,
0: that's yes. A, that's, a, that's a
1: different kind of state.
0: Um, yes. What, worst comes to worst, it may just be we don't live stream it yeah, or like, if we yeah. do then you can't see Jeremy or something but well, we should we could probably get audio look like, I like I should have video I'm sure like I can I can
1: do a video call from from a hotel I can't imagine like in the middle of Sydney CBD that I wouldn't be, that I'd be able to hotel without a without decent enough internet that I can't video call but yep. uh but I don't know so we'll see Um it might just be going on feeds without being live streamed it might not be we don't
0: know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, look or do not look out for that <laughs> next week. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have something there for you, though. Because um, surprise, surprise, it's still the busiest fucking year in video games. So we have plenty of other things to talk about. Like, in a couple of weeks, Super Mario Super Mario Brothers Wonder is out. Spider-Man 2 is out. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage has already come out. Lords of the Fallen is this week. Forza Motorsport is this week. Uh, we've got more Super Mario RPG and Avatar. And there's all kinds of stuff coming down the pipe. And plenty of stuff we've got to go back to to get to as well. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, let me find my outro here so I don't mess it up like I do when I don't look at the intro. Uh, I kind of did that. Yeah, if you want to follow us on our socials, if you want to find uh, our YouTube account as well, that's at minimapau. Uh, you can follow us individually as well. Jeremy, where can they follow you on the platforms? Uh, at Jez. You can follow me on Twitter at kjpalmer24 or on Blue Sky, just at kjpalmer, no underscore24. Uh, like I said before, you can head to minimap.com.au for everything else minimap related, uh, including our other podcasts, like the Mini This podcast I mentioned before. Uh, our latest article, what was the preview you did this weekend, Jeremy? What was the name of that game? Uh,
1: that's a wonderful question. Sorry,
0: uh, I've, also, I've... Jeremy last week published the Bilkins Folly Review, so you could find that there. Uh, uh, Dredge was at the show. The review for that is on our website.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah I, I did the Billkins follow review the other day. Um, the game that I previewed was uh, called Into the Dead, Our Darkest Days. Um,
0: that a two, it was like a 2D horror game, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, like 2.5D. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made by uh, Pickpock is the name of the studio. Um, it, was, it was pretty cool. Um, read about it on the website.
0: Yeah, so you can find that there. Check back for our video previews, our preview on Broken Roads, and next week for our podcast as well. For those of you that are live with us on Twitch, stick around. We're about to start the post-show for those of you listening later. Please make sure to give us a rating. One of those oh-so-tasty five-star ratings. Uh, it helps out a lot. Um, and yeah, if you're around next Monday mo- next Monday night, that's what that <laughs> part of the day is called. Uh, <laughs> we may or may not be live, but if we are, consider coming and hanging out. It's a good time. Uh, lastly, if you wanted us to help to help support us on Patreon. Uh, you can do that by heading on over to patreon.com minimapau. And for five Australian bucks, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the minimap cast, plus some extra benefits, all while helping us out significantly. Uh, thank you again so much for getting to the end of the episode and sitting with us. Uh, thanks to everyone we saw at PAX. And uh, have a good week, everybody.